Hi, I'm Shaylee Shibaxi Ritchie. And I'm her co-host and sister, Kosha Baxi Karstens. Spoiler alert, we are sisters. And best friends. We grew up in the middle of Illinois, two little brown girls in a heartland farming community. We were certainly loved. We had lots of friends, but we never felt like we really fit in. We started to realize that there were a lot of people who felt similarly othered. And that realization was the seed for this podcast. Then, during the 2020 election cycle, we watched now Vice President Kamala Harris reclaim her power and story from Mike Pence. We saw what a badass she was, and we got inspired. We wanted to hear, share, and amplify the voices of everyone who has felt other. We wanted to give everyone a platform, regardless of who they are, who they love, or where they're from, to reclaim their power and their place, to stand up and say, I am speaking. Hello, hello, I am speaking listeners. We are getting through Shilashi's birthday series, month of April, with episodes of people that she didn't know were coming on. And uh, you hear a little frustration in her voice today in the very, very beginning, but I totally won her over. I have to say that I did good on this one. Um, I've done good on all of them, but today you hear Shailushi's oldest child, my nibbling, Isha. They are 14 years old and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, always has been, and I'm pretty sure always will be. They are, like I said, 14 in eighth grade, came out as non-binary several years ago, which if you are an avid listener of I Am Speaking, you've heard Shailashi and I talk about that. Today, Isha gives us a little bit of background on how they came to the realization, how they came into their own with their identity, and the high highs and low lows of being 14 years old in this world of ours. I had so much fun doing this episode. I loved being a co-conspirator with this amazing human, and they do not disappoint whatsoever. The self-awareness, self-possession, and agency that Isha moves through her life with is, is truly amazing and profound. Definitely stay for the entire episode. Listen to the advice that she has at the end of the episode. I say this a lot and, you know, people have variations on the theme, but I say, you know, the kids will save us. And if we just stopped and listened to what these young people have to say, I truly think the world would be a much, much better place. Isha, we are so proud of you and you are taking the world by storm. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on our podcast just to talk to your mom and your Koshimashi for a little bit. Enjoy this episode, everybody, of Shailushi's series of birthday surprises, Isha Ritchie. She is speaking.
we're halfway through the month. Yes, we are. Yeah. And we're halfway through to almost exactly. And we're halfway through your, um, your surprise guests. We have three left and we've done three. Um, any thoughts or like, no, I never do. No, 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 not for the guests. I was like, I don't know who it is. What? (laughs) You're tired and you're being cranky. I'm not being cranky, but I just, I'm like, I'm jumping to conclusions. No, 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 not for the guests, but any thoughts so far on like how it's gone? What are your thoughts about like the people who have come on? Are you having fun? Is it weird? It's weird. I'm having fun, but it's weird. Um, It's weird to be uh, the host of a podcast without knowing who your guest is. And then like having to pivot on a, like on a pretty small dime small dime small yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like really yeah. fast pivot of like wow okay now I need to lead a conversation or at least be somewhat present for it present yeah instead of just being like oh my god how are you like because the podcast is not going to go well if all I do is just like gosh or like catch up like oh how's your mom what's going on this like what's going on with you, you know like nobody wants to hear that from a podcast well, not for like an hour and a half right like or sure. really like you know if it's like three minutes that's one thing but nobody wants to hear a whole podcast full of like and that oh and then so then what's going on with your job like nope nobody wants to hear that stuff so all right well maybe we won't do it again but i'm having um no it's a it's an interesting experiment, experiment. for right. sure yeah yeah okay close your eyes this person's waiting connected to audio okay ready yes Three, two, one. Isha! <laughs> How in the world did you... First of all, you two. Listeners, today's guest is my older child who you have heard me refer to many times. Hi, kiddo. Hello, mother. <laughs> How are you? Well... So, how was your day? Uh, it's been great, thank you. How was your lunch? Did you did you get the um, empanadas on time? I did. They they actually showed up earlier, so it like freaked me out when you sent me that thing through the echo. But <laughs> so Isha and I have been consorting for yes, I can <laughs> for tell. some time. And uh, yeah, they were really excited about this. So I, yeah. what if I just walked in in the middle, like Isha, you make sure you've got to change your sheets. <laughs> I was really scared actually earlier today. I was really scared that you just walk in on me texting Koshimashi and be like, so what are you doing? I know. I think like technically you like, because Isha's underage, right? Or is 14. So I think your mom has access to your texts. Yes, that's I do. Why I'm always like, that's why you asked. Yeah. I'm like, how, I mean, if it's coming across like, um, okay, what time should I get on the zoom call? <laughs> and that happens to be the exact same time as you and I are supposed to be doing a podcast recording. <laughs> no, no. Isha, Isha knows that I do have access to their texts, but it's turned off. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not even like you're not paying attention, but you don't see them unless you have, unless there's a reason to. Right. Unless I turn it on that I would receive text sent to Isha's number on my phone. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, kiddo, what are we going to talk about? It's weird to talk to. It's it's uh, not weird, but it's interesting to think about interviewing my child when I know a lot of things about you. Mm. Well, we're we did talk about what we wanted to discuss, and um, some things were like just being a Gen Z in this kind of crazy world, and being part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. having those conversations with your parents when you're pretty young, you know, the, the trials and tribulations, the high highs and low lows of being who Isha is and where they are in, um, in their life right now. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start. And then she knows, uh, you know, a little piece of advice for other people who may be wanting to come out to their parents or feeling like, you know, I, I'm not, I may not be gay. I may not, but I'm not straight. I, you know, am I non-binary? Like what kind of things she went through? Like we talked about advice and then we also, huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. A dollar in the jar. And then we also talked about, yeah, her family act. So there, Hey, they, them so much money I'm getting from this. (laughs) Yes. Full pockets here. Listeners, if you're not aware, Kosha and I have set up a uh, thing similar to a swear jar, but it's a misgender jar, basically, which is every time one of us mucks it up, we put money into the jar that Isha can then donate to the charity of their choice. So that's been that's been pretty cool, I think, as a way for both uh, the two of us to be mindful about pronouns, but also as a way to have our fuck ups do some good in the world. So, right. So, yeah. And so they have, um, their family, like family act all lined up and, cool. uh, we can kind of start like any other guest, I think. Yeah. So it's weird to start like any other guest. I actually, <laughs> so Isha, the first question we usually ask people is like, so tell us about your story. What got you into X, Y, and Z, right? Whatever it is. Or what your mom says is, um, how did you get here? Yeah. And so the answer to that is, well, you brought me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I really, it wasn't really that like far out of a story considering I'm talking to my mom and my aunt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you a different question. So it was, it's been a couple years since you uh, told your dad and I that you are non-binary, that's how, that's what your gender identity is. Um, What had you been thinking about before you came to that realization? Oh, okay. So uh, it was a really, I think, long process in thinking of like, oh, am I non-binary? Is this something that I identify with because I think I came out to you guys in fourth grade, right? Fourth grade? Toward the end of fourth grade, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I barely knew what non binary meant at that time. But I, the one thing I did know is that, like, we would do, like, we do this second step thing in school. People do it a lot. But, like, and they would talk about, like, oh, boy problems and girl problems and it's like well I don't I'm not really too into that idea of having to align myself with 
either male or female. It's just like not, it's not my thing. That's, that's what I would think about. Like, it's really not my thing. And then I had another friend come out to me. Uh, I think mm. that's what sparked it. Cause they were like, Hey Isha, um, I'm a lesbian. And it's, I was like, Oh, what does that mean? And so they told me all about the LGBTQ community and they told me about being non-binary and then that kind of just, it was that like, aha moment where it's Eureka, that's it. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, that was kind of- You started. had all of these feelings and then somebody named it. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Exactly, that, that's basically it. Where I don't really talk to this person anymore, but I do, I, I owe them that kind yeah. of respect. Well, that is, I mean, the person who can help you see something in yourself that you're trying to figure out is that's like, that's a huge, you know, that that's a really important person in your life, even if they don't stay important in your life or stay in your life, right? Yeah. That they're still really important. Were you worried or were you nervous to tell me or dad? Very, very nervous. Really? Uh, Talk about that a little. I mean... I'm not trying to like be like, oh, you're a bad parent, mom. I hate you. Uh, no, I don't think you'd be on the <laughs> podcast if that was the case. Also, give it a couple years. Maybe you'll hate me in a couple <laughs> years. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but you guys like never really had like a talk with me about like, oh, here's what the LGBT is because you couldn't have known. I didn't like make it clear to you. I didn't like send signs I didn't do anything but I was nervous that you guys would like say something like oh that's stupid like that's dumb that's stupid you can't that's not real uh -huh. but you guys took it so much better than I ever thought that you guys would have so well I'm glad that we surprised you that way in the in the better way than in the worst way I think you know you and I have talked a lot about gender identity and how how when you know Koshimashi and I and dad and everyone were your age it was there was not even something that people thought about it was a non-negotiable you just your your gender was determined by your parts basically and your parts determined your sex so it was like everything was basically determined by parts I think it's really great actually that you know younger generations are basically like this binary is stupid because very, very few things are binary. I think what caught me off guard was that I, w I wasn't ready for you to be thinking about that stuff yet. Not that I was like trying to hide it, but you caught me off guard with the timing. Being yeah, so young, you think? Being so young? Younger than I would have expected, but that's me, right? That was just my expectation. I also thinking about you know, back to like when I was your age, Isha, that, well, um, you know, I always say like, well, we didn't have the internet or whatever. <laughs> like information was slower to get to people. Uh, there was less uh, exposure to different ideas. You know, you were kind of limited by what the people around you thought and knew about. So that was the beginning. Were you sort of unsure about your identity at first or did it really like land with you that you were like, oh, this is totally it? I think 
it, it definitely landed, but it didn't stick the landing. Like, it was a little shaky at first, and then I was, like, doing more research into it, and then it, it like, kind of got a little more stable, where it was like, oh, yeah, this, this, this thing, this is me. Yeah, so. cool. How long was it-ish? Like, you don't have to, you know, count the days, but about how long was it between that conversation with your friend where they brought up, right, like, the words and, and you're like, hmm, and when you told your parents? Uh, like, two days-ish. Oh. I did a lot of research in a very short amount of time. Uh, so... Maybe I could have done some more, but I think that was really the only research I needed to do. As your research mashi, I am so impressed that you did all <laughs> of that research in two days. That's pretty confident, right, children? Like, that's pretty- Oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For a kid who is, uh, how old are you in fourth grade? 10? I don't oh, know, like nine, nine, ten. Nine, ten, 10 yeah. To, to come- you know, kind of that full circle in, in two days. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. What were you going to say, Isha, about research? Uh, I may have made the people monitoring my school iPad a little bit concerned with all of the stuff I was searching up on there, hmm. but I don't know. I don't think they care anymore. So, well, it didn't get you in trouble. So yeah, that would have been a weird way to come out to your mom. Like a phone call from like <laughs> school security. Uh, your do- your your daughter, because that's what they would have called you at, yeah, at the time. Yeah. Your child yeah. is researching a lot of non-binary things. Like it's not yeah. even <laughs> this yeah. could potentially be a problem. So then how has that influenced your experience in middle school? First of all, I didn't go to a normal middle school. You went to IMSA. Well, no, that was my high school. Oh, that was high school. But Koshimashi and I both kind of went to a K through eight school for the majority of what would have been middle school, right? So Kosha went to St. Stephen's, which is kindergarten through eighth grade, uh, sixth and seventh grade. And they moved, you know, Nami Nananaji moved between seventh grade and eighth grade for Kosha. But I went through all the way through eighth grade. So I didn't really have a middle school experience. Both of us basically went to middle school with the same 30 some people that we had been to school with our entire, you know, the entire time. And you don't, you don't move classes. Like you don't move classes or classrooms. You don't have lockers. Yeah. You sit in one place with one teacher who taught everything. Yeah. Well, how did that, did, well, let me start with, did it influence your middle school experience in terms of how you made friends or how you like talk to your friends? I know that you went into middle school with a couple of really good friends, but how did that influence how you interacted in that setting? Um, I think in sixth grade, I wasn't really too oriented towards that. I was trying to settle in to sixth grade and just like get the uh, gist of it, which I didn't really get to do because COVID, but definitely this year in eighth grade, I went back and it just like, it was an explosion. Like everybody was coming out and everybody was all, all of this stuff and everyone sharing. And it was just, whoa, because sixth grade was nothing like that. Oh my God. Sixth grade was nothing like that. So it's very, it caught me way off guard. I bet. 
does it feel more or less comfortable to have friends who are all along the spectrum and some of whom are I, you know, I know they're not super, super close friends of yours anymore, but I know at least have a couple of people who are, who are transgender, other people who are non-binary, other people who are, you know, coming out as being lesbian. Um, and then you've, I know there are at least two people who are like cisgender, apparently heterosexual, right? I know of at least They're the minority now. Yeah, they are in the minority. How does that? I bet I could name the two people you're thinking of right now. <laughs> yes. Well, so, and even like some of the boy, quote unquote boys, I'm going to put that in quotes, um, that you were in fifth grade with are also coming out in different ways, right? Yeah. What is it like? I mean, I don't know that you can actually answer this question because you haven't, don't have anything to compare it to but like what's your take on being in a eighth grade setting where i'm going to put this in quotes right the non-conformity the difference is the norm um i wouldn't say it's exactly like that but i know what you're getting at i think it's to me at least it's a little uncomfortable because i don't know maybe it's just the way that i view this but like it's almost kind of suffocating that atmosphere and i'm not saying like i no way i'm saying that like oh people are being too gay people are being too out <laughs> but like it's a little suffocating sometimes when i'll just be like sitting at recess and talking to a friend and i'm overhearing people's conversations in the background and they're just screaming it to the hilltops that they're gay and it's like well I'm not I understand that it's exciting and I felt excited when I first you know kind of started figuring myself out but like it took me a long time to really slap a label on that and I feel like some people are doing it a little too quickly where they're just slapping a label on how they're feeling and being like, this is me. I am this. We are an inseparable bond. It's like, I, mm. Mm. yeah, but it is very nice to have that atmosphere as well, considering I can just go like, oh yeah, my pronouns are they, them, and they, them only. And people will be like, cool. And then we'll move on. People your age. <laughs> yeah. People my age. I've had to explain it to numerous teachers, but and, and are, do you find that your teachers are generally trying to be observant and compliant, right? Like I, teachers, I imagine your teachers see a billion kids a day. And so keeping everything straight can be challenging, but like, do they respond well to being reminded of your pronouns? To be honest, I haven't really been caring enough to tell most of them. Some of them that knew me in like seventh grade or sixth grade, they know. But honestly, I don't care enough to tell, like, I don't know, my history teacher that my pronouns are they, them, because the most conversation we'll ever have is, hey, did you turn that assignment in yet? So oh. yeah, can, you can, can you talk a little bit about then how, how do you decide? Because, you know, we've heard from several people on the LGBTQ, right, like in that community that you're coming out all the time right? You come out every day. 
Um, can you talk a little bit about how you decide who you're going to trust with that information, who you're going to come out to? Well, I'm not going to like talk to random strangers I met on the street. Like you shouldn't be meeting random strangers on the street. I don't meet random strangers on the street. Good. They don't do that anymore now, Shayla. They do it over, <laughs> oh, that's right. They do it virtually. They do it. They meet random strangers over text. Okay. All right. I'm still scared to like talk on people's TikTok posts. You've like drilled it into my brain, mom, to like never talk to anyone online because they're 110% a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, mom. Mission accomplished. Now I do that with Batsy where uh, she'll be playing roblox or something and then be like this person wants to be my friend and i was like no like I <laughs> <laughs> so but the i mean the question i think is it's a good question that koshimashi asked which is like how do you decide who to share that information with and who just to be like eh, whatever uh i think they need to be close enough to me where i'm like oh yeah this person's really gonna care this person's going to care. They're going to make an effort. They're going to care. They're going to notice. Like, I can confide in this person. So I'll tell, like, a new friend I made, like, hey, my pronouns are they, them, but I won't walk up to, like, I don't know, a random teacher in the hallway and be like, hey, my pronouns are they, them, because they're only going to see me five days for, like, 50 minutes every day. So... Sure. Yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit. You and I, Isha, have had conversations uh, several times about sort of like how different, how I'm trying to parent you differently than I was parented. And this is your chance to tell the world how crummy of a mom I can be <laughs> at times. Oh. <laughs> well, and I'm parsing that, right? Because I think You've also heard me, no, I don't think, you have also heard me say many times how incredibly grateful I am for the kind of relationship we have, um, that you will tell me things, that we can be silly together. This is, I don't even know if you can answer this or if you want to answer it, right? But what are sort of like the highlights and lowlights of what you think are you know, mother-child relationship are? Like, obviously there's some really great things, but and then there are some things that you're probably like, you know, maybe if you didn't do that, I would really like that. All right, I'm gonna go into this cautiously. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great question. And I think, you know, the fact that your mom is asking you means you don't have to be cautious. Yeah, you can just say whatever. Yeah, I mean, don't go, like, again, don't be like, Maybe you're the serial killer. Like, you don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm keeping you alive for a long time. <laughs> it's okay. just like a long game. <laughs> All right, go ahead, sweetie. Uh, I, I'll start with the highlights because highlights, that's what I think of immediately. So I like cooking with you. I like how you'll like, I'll come up to you while you're making dinner and you won't like hit me with a spoon and be like, get out of the kitchen, get out of my kitchen get out. Nobody likes you. That's a hyperbole, but that's a hyperbole. That is but, a highlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like cooking with you and like hanging out with you. Like mom, do you remember when we watched, uh, Epithet Erased? Yes. 
a while ago. I really loved watching Episode Erased with you. Were there are there more episodes? Did I miss? They're making like a new season, but it's like a book, so it's like because they like stopped, and then I was like, so now what's happening? And you're like, no, it's they don't show. have any more. That's a show. Yeah. This is second season, but you never wanted to watch it, so I was. Like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was over. Yeah, there's a second season. All right, we'll have to watch that one. But yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, watching episode of Race with you, watching Avatar with you, like just hanging out with you. I I really like hanging out with you, because it's it's fun. It's it's just fun. Um, I I think about like when I was younger and you used to read me books. Like we'd read books for class projects and then you'd help me do the class project, but really you were just doing all the work and I was telling you what to do. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't say that. Okay. No, you no, no, you can't. I'm just saying like, you're te- I'm teasing because I'm like, you don't want your teachers to know that I did your homework. <laughs> well, but that I was like in second grade or third grade. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Miss Swanson's listening to this. <laughs> hey, okay. how dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, that was nice. I like, yeah, just generally, I really love hanging out with you, being around you, doing things with you. Uh, And now I have to go on to the lowlights. Well, I'll say while you're thinking, I'm like, I will say Shailushi has very high trust in you. I have, I've always seen that. What was that thing? Say that thing about um, were you having a sleepover and your mom was like, just, you know what I'm saying? Right? Oh. Yeah. What, did she, what did she say? And this, I think, is so indicative of your relationship and how much trust you guys have in each other, I would say. Yeah. The, uh, the rules for sleepovers with me and my friends are like, don't kill each other. Don't burn the house down. And if you want to summon a demon, do it outside so it's not as messy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think those are the three rules. That's about right. Like, I don't want to clean up the mess of having a demon in the house, but if you want yeah. to do it, good in the backyard. <laughs> well, let's let you guys know. Kosha, I think you're right about that. That, I mean, there's two, one I always wanted. I want my kids to be independent. I want them to trust their own gut and their own knowing more than anyone else's and so i have always i mean if you both remember that even when isha was much younger isha got on you know i encouraged isha to get on a plane and and fly to chicago by themselves we were both nervous and it worked out just fine and you know, Isha and I talked about that recently, which is like, look, if you're ever in a situation like that, I want you to be able to look back and remember, I did that thing once. Mm-hmm. I can I handle this. this. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, completely unrelated subject, but also kind of related. I think that thing that you do where it's like, instead of holding my hand all the time, you're spotting me, really helped me when I was going on the DC trip because that was a disaster, and I think I handled it way better than all of my friends did. So talk about, so you went to D.C. Um, recently, right, with, for school. It was a school trip, and it was, and it was the first one for a few years. 
obviously because of the pandemic. So talk about, so talk about that a little bit. So our listeners understand what was supposed to happen and then what, what went off the rails? Oh boy. Uh, so the trip was supposed to be like three days in DC. So the first day we were woken up I didn't actually sleep that much. Sorry, mom. I didn't sleep that much when I was at my friend's house. Weren't you supposed to be at the airport at like four o'clock in the morning or something? Three in the morning. We got there at three in the morning. And we were supposed to, you know, do the normal airport stuff, check out our bags, go through security and sit in the waiting thing because we had flights leaving at like six and five. That's not what we did. We, We sat there in the, not even in the security place, in the ticket buying counter for three hours. Oh my God. You you hadn't even, you weren't even like near the gate or anything. You were just hanging out in the airport. In the airport, like in the room where all of the shuttles and buses, like you get out of your car and you take all your luggage and we're sitting in that first room. Like 158th graders just, sitting on the floor (laughs) in the airport and we were all my friends we were all dying but we still had hope that like oh maybe the flights were later than they thought and we're just waiting so we wait and then like at six all of the staff come and they gather us in a circle and they're like your flights all of them are canceled all of them are canceled. Literally all of them. <laughs> oh my God. And the 158th graders just die. Freaking basically. out. We're all just freaking out. And so they go, blah, 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 blah. So we have four flights, one at 8 a.m., one at 7.30 p.m., and one at 8 p.m. Oh my God, that was such a nightmare. I remember so well just the rising dread of them saying that. But me and my friend were the lucky bastards who got on the 8 a.m. flight and we got into DC at like 12 p.m. Yeah. God, that was so terrible. <laughs> I hated it. So, so what was it that kind of set you apart from the rest of your friends and classmates in terms of like how you handled it? Well, sitting in the airport waiting for the shuttle bus to take us to the other airport, like to Midway, basically, that was such a bad experience for me. Like I was texting my mom, I was texting mom and I was trying not to cry and I was sitting on the floor, just like my head in my hands, trying not to fall apart. And then like, we get on the shuttle and all of a sudden the entire mentality of my mind just changes. Like we get on the shuttle and I go from, this is the end of the world, I'm going to die right now to like, okay, we're gonna get on this plane, we're gonna go, we're gonna run and we're gonna make it. And just this like rising determination, which not many people had at that time. So I was like in the front of the group of like 28th graders just leading the way with some other kids. 
it was great. That's amazing, Ish. And even now, like when we look back, me and my friends will sit and we'll talk about the DC trip. And I often notice that I have a way more positive outlook on it than everyone else did. Because I don't know, maybe it was because I'd had that experience of flying alone before and like had that experience of just being like having to take charge in that decision where it was like, so we either sit here and mope or we go and get on a plane and I'd really rather not be here right now. So let's get on this damn plane. Sorry, but like, I just like, I try to focus on the good parts of that experience just because everybody else is so negative about it. Like, and I feel like I'll tell people about that and they'll call me mature. And it's like, was it really mature? Or was I just doing the reasonable thing to do? Those are the same thing. Right. <laughs> doing the reasonable thing is often a sign of maturity. Yes. Which is not age specific. Right. It's not. Because the thing is, like, I see Batsy as a seven-year-old often doing the reasonable thing for for a seven-year-old they are the same thing as doing like being able to see through those emotions and still do the reasonable thing that is a sign of maturity absolutely absolutely I also want to point out that Isha was really great about kind of keeping me informed about what was happening okay, the flight's been canceled. Okay, we're going to go to Midway. Okay, we're on the flight. We landed uh, that night because all the flights were coming in at different times and people didn't necessarily know who their roommates were before they got there. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Right, one of Isha's friends was really freaking out because they were so tired, but they didn't know whether they should go to bed, but didn't want to lock the door because people weren't there this friend's mom is texting me and Isha's texting me. And I, you know, I said to Isha, like, just go and bring that friend to your room and tell the hall monitor what you like, tell the monitor what you did. Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Just be like, my friend is freaking out. They need to sleep. We're going to put them on the floor in our room. I just want you to know where this person is. Um, and, and it turned out that that didn't need to happen, but the fact that Isha is, was at that time, despite their own exhaustion and stress for the day, was also able to look out for their friend and say, how can I help my friend when my friend is really freaking out? I had also been comforting that friend throughout the entire day, considering that friend was super tired and their phone was dead and just like they were not having a good time. So I'd also been comforting that friend all day and like trying to get them to focus, you know, a little more on the positive side of things where it's like, hey, we're here in DC while everyone else isn't. This is our own little trip until everyone gets here, right? Yeah, until all of the loser people still in Chicago get here, but. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what's really interesting about that is Brian Massa and I and and Betsy, like we, we travel a lot. And not every trip is going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. We had the best time. Everything went smoothly. It's not always going to be like that. There are going to be bumps. There are going to be delays and cancellations. But it's how you, A, work through them and B, remember them. 
I always say, like the three of us always say, or if, if Batsy is kind of having a moment and, and I'm like, we're going to look back on this and it's going to be a story. You're always going to have a story to tell. And sometimes if everything is smooth and nothing, like everything goes well, you're like, oh yeah, we had a great time and wherever, but you don't have those stories to tell. And so, you know, I, I, that is, I mean, again, that sign of maturity to be like, we are going to get through this, right? And we're going to have fun stories to tell when, when we get on the other side of this. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really, I mean, I'm always very proud of Isha, but in that moment I was, I was like bursting with pride and not, not because like my kid was like so great, but I was really proud of how Isha took leadership and was like, okay, how can I help like your kindness, Isha, and your caring for friends, but also sort of like creating like a vision for other people like hey this can be good yeah it didn't start good well it didn't start the greatest but this can still be really good we can still have a really good time and like let's focus on what can positive can come out of this right and and that was so great that like that made me really proud that you were able to do that both for yourself because when you're tired it's really it's even hard to do that for yourself right to find the the fun good stuff but then to also share that with your friends and provide some like stability and some like some serenity and perspective joy perspective and some joy on a trip that didn't start out very smoothly i'm always proud of you i mean that's not even though that's not even worth even worth really saying in a podcast that i'm always proud of you koshimashi and everyone knows that like when you perform for your vocal performances, I always cry. I always cry. Always? Always. Every single time I get teary-eyed and I cry. And then when I go back and watch them, I also cry. You cry my plays? I don't cry during your plays. Um, I'm, I'm glowing because I'm so amazed at your ability to, to really tackle those characters. And also sing and the last you know this last year was like just amazing uh listeners if you i'm sure most of you don't know that um my kid my older kid uh does a lot of musical theater and does a camp every summer uh and last year they actually did it live but every actor was wearing a mask and that meant for most of the people on stage, you couldn't actually understand what they were saying. And you could sometimes not even understand what they were singing. And this is where I get to be a little braggy about my kid, which is Isha not only got the lead for this show. Um, and it was very, it was very cool because it felt like it was also very aligned with your sort of space, your identity space, your headspace around your identity, which is, you know, a girl that is doesn't want to do typical girl things and is like screw this bullshit and then like masquerades as a squire you know in male clothing and then ends up like basically winning the whole tournament and like kicking everyone's butts and like Paige was really play for that because had that energy where it was like I didn't have one set costume I had three of them 
So did you did you write that play for yourself? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I I did. It was me. I run. I run it. I knew it. But in addition to being such a great match for Isha's identity mm-hmm. and, and sort of like overall vibe, Isha was the only one that you could hear the whole time. You could hear everything that they said, every note that they sang. It was, I mean, Isha blew everyone out of the water. Mm-hmm. Everyone out of the water. It was so awesome and amazing. Um, And so that's when that happens, I get glowy when that happens because your talent is on display for everyone. And I just get to be like, that's my awesome kid. But when you sing with your vocal performances, they touch my heart in a way that almost nothing does. And your voice is so resonant and clear and just powerful that it like cuts to my heart and it just touches my heart right away. It just makes me cry every single time. I'm so blown away and I get blown away more about the fact that like you have this amazing talent and that you happen to be my kid. Like how did I get so lucky to have a kid with such an amazing talent? I clearly didn't do anything to give you that talent. Yeah. You, you, you don't have that talent. No, I do not. I can carry a tune reasonably well, but I do not have the kind of voice that Isha does. And stage presence. I mean, you have other things. I love you very much. You have other things that are amazing, but the stage presence that, that Louis have, yeah, it has. Yeah. It's so, yeah, you're, that stuff always, it make it makes me tear up every single time. Every I'm, single time. I'm flattered. Thank you. Okay. So now <laughs> we get to talk about after your mom just gushed for a little bit, we get to talk about what, I mean, and I don't think like, like, what are the things that your mom does shitty? Like, we're not saying that, <laughs> but what are some of the frustrations you've had in your relationship as we have realized you're going to be driving by the end of this year? Oh uh, God. <laughs> we all feel oh, but so you know as you've grown what are some of the things that you're like oh this is so frustrating uh owl class i'll just put that put that right there mom <laughs> knows i hate it you know what it's funny isha because because koshimashi asked that question and immediately my thought was isha hates it yeah. that i make them go to this class see it tell this tell what it is owl class uh, owl is, it stands for our whole lives. So it's not a Harry Potter reference. It's no. owl, O-W-L, but it stands for our whole lives. Okay. It's, uh, it's basically sex ed. That's what it is. You go and you sit in the room and then they talk at you, not to you, at you for two hours and you just listen and it's, it's miserable. Okay. I want to be clear though, that it's not just about reproduction or bodies it's about identity it's about consent it's about me cr- looking at media critically and body image yeah, understanding um, it's about your rela- body especially as you, the eighth and ninth grade one is also about relationships you know sort of understanding like your readiness to engage in certain activities the the last one that isha did the fourth and fifth grade one was much more focused on bodies and why okay why do you hate it 
it's it just I don't even know. It's just so annoying. There's so many, so many better things I could be doing in two hours of owl class. And these two hours, they spend touching and retouching on the same subject. And it's like being a dead horse. It's like, why don't you just let it lie? Tell us, this is how you don't have STDs. Now let's talk about it for an hour. I and will say, I will say when we grew up, that is what was told to us. That's exactly like, this is how you don't have STDs. And a ton of people still get STDs. So yes. there, the that your way of saying, I understand the frustration, but your way of what you want it to be actually doesn't work for most people. <laughs> That's fair. And I, I know it's, I know I need to know this information. I know it's going to help me so much in the future, but there's, it's two hours of my life I lose every week. Okay, and then what I, I I know the answer to this. And I think it's so funny. You have been told like you don't have to go to this class, but what's the alternative? Talking to my mom about it, which is why I pick the class every time. <laughs> I don't mean to be a jerk to my mom. No, 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 you're not being a jerk. That is that's more awkward than going and sitting in a classroom with people that you don't know and adults that you don't know and may never see again. Absolutely still laughing this is amazing okay can you guys tell that story she tells me tell this that i'm reading this now that's what Isha oh yeah did. yeah yeah i'm reading this now do you remember this story isha i remember the retelling but i barely remember we were here in oak park so this would have been you would have been eight or maybe nine <laughs> and you were in your bed and i came to snuggle with you and you asked me which was a, it was a really whip smart question. I was really proud of you for asking me this question. Uh, do you and dad do the sex? That's how you said it. The sex. <laughs> and I said, so there are many ways you could answer that, right? Yes, no, it's not really important. I mean, there's so many ways you can answer that. And I was really curious, why do you want to know? So that was my question too. Well, what do you look, what kind of information are you looking for? Like, what are you looking to know? And you said, well, I know that um, people do the sex if they want to get pregnant. And, but if you don't want to get pregnant, then you take birth control. And I know that you take birth control. So, you know, there's dot, dot, dot. Therefore, yeah. I am making the uh, conclusion. I'm coming to the conclusion that um, you and dad do the sex. And then I said, yeah. And then I went on to talk about how when two people are in a relationship and this and that, and you got up off, you walked off the bed, went around to your bookshelf, came back, held up some book and go, <laughs> you looked at me in the face and go, I'm reading this now. And you just <laughs> opened it and you're like, I'm not talking about this anymore. Do you understand? It was like very clearly like, we're done with this. Do you realize that you're like, you're like, mom, do you realize that was a yes or no question? <laughs> <laughs> like you're being a lawyer. Uh, can you just answer yes or no, ma'am, please? Yeah. <laughs> but I absolutely understand why engaging in that kind of conversation with your mom is mortifying and so embarrassing. And oh my God, I would rather be swallowed up by the earth than have this conversation with you. I would have been equally mortified if I'd had that conversation with my mother. 
However, I, I believe, and you can tell me I'm wrong and I need to really rethink my life and that's fine. <laughs> yep, mom. Mom. <laughs> I believe that having, being open to those, like knowing that your mom, that I will be open to having those conversations with you. I hope that that means at some point down the line, as you get older, if something actually really critical comes up and you need to talk to someone, you don't have to talk to me. You know, we've talked about this too. You can talk to Koshimashi, Spremashi, you know, Auntie Dawn, Auntie Lee, Auntie Amy. There are people that you can talk to, Rekanti, that are safe adults that if you don't feel comfortable coming to me, I absolutely support you going to talk to other safe adults. But hopefully you will feel that safe enough to come talk to me if you wanted to talk to me, knowing that I will absolutely go have any level of conversation with you, you know, embarrassing or not. So that's, I think it was, it was absolutely mortifying when my mom talked to me about, you know, sex and pregnancy and periods and things like that. And that was the only conversation I got from her. And so it was pretty, it felt pretty clear. There were other things too, um, but it felt pretty clear to me that there's no other conversation to be had. That's fair. And it was very like biology driven. Yeah. So then it, you know, didn't feel safe to necessarily talk about other things because it was a very like, here, I'm telling you what you need to know. And that's in, that's, we're done talking about this now. But I also appreciate Isha's ability to line up consent. Yeah. Not consenting to this conversation. <laughs> and yeah. boundaries. Yes. Um, here's the boundary. You're stepping on it. I'm reading this now. So. Isha's very good about their boundaries and understanding sort of where their limits are just thing I've always really appreciated about them too just you should really know where they are comfortable and what they're willing to do and what's beyond what they're willing to do so let's talk about me now Isha and I are very <laughs> close wait so I, wait I want to ask so then owl is the only thing that you like that's the only low light of our entire relationship well well <laughs> Um, speaking of Owl, and I'm reading this now, it's another thing that I just, I don't like that you do, where, like, we'll talk about one thing, and then you'll be like, and another thing, oh. and I'll <laughs> okay. listen to you That's talk fair. two hours, and it's like, oh my god, I would rather die than sit right here, so. I can see That's that, fair. actually. That's yeah. a very minor thing. Well, I can, uh, that's, that's a very fair point. Like, <laughs> I absolutely do have a tendency, like ask me a question. We talk about that. And then I like, and it's not even about like sex or anything like that. It's like, you could be talking about like governments or, you know, like. I think I asked you about like politics once and it turned into this like three hour long discussion of like, here is literally the entire history of human politics. <laughs> <laughs> you did that in three hours that's impressive i yeah. know i know pretty impressive she was talking really fast <laughs> i can see how that would bother you too well and i think part of that is also you know like the the 
I asked you a yes or no question, right? Like just answer <laughs> the question. There will, there might be a time where, you know, your kid stops listening to you. So when your kid listens to you, you want to throw as much at them as like, maybe something will stick, right? Like I will talk about something because there's a window here that might close at one point. It is absolutely true that I have a tendency to over-explain and then like connect, connect things that are related. So then I'm like, now we're having, we went from like answering a question to having like a big engaged discussion about this. And I imagine you're just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I like talking to you, but then it's always the, you always, for some reason, it's always the stuff that I want to talk about the least for you. (laughs) Like this long rant about it. And it's like, Oh no. Like, why can't oh, we talk about funny. anime for this? Can we talk about like, anime or musicals or something? That's funny, Isha. Let's talk about Minecraft for three hours. I don't want to learn about the like biology and history and f- fan lore of periods. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't want to know. Do you mean periods is in punctuation or periods is in like menstruation? Either way, it, it can okay. <laughs> Either way, what you're interested in is boring. So, shit. <laughs> yeah. shut up mom <laughs> what is, oh my god you know one of my favorite things that you have been doing for a while is when you do that voice and you're always like you don't understand me you don't understand me mom you don't know the real me <laughs> i've heard that one this is who i am yeah it's really it always makes me laugh it's funny. It so what's next for you? So we're in eighth grade. Yes. Eighth grade. Yeah. And then you go back to seventh grade, I believe, because you cannot go to high school. No, I'm not. I can't. Oh, that sucks. Seventh grade would be easy again. I mean, if you went backwards and you'd like really nail all your no, classes. I get all, when have to- and all A's in every class. Exactly. You're going to high school. Did you pick out your classes and stuff yet or? We did. Yeah, we did. Mom helped me pick out my classes and stuff. I I did something that made my dad just jump for glee because he, he'd been pushing me all this year to do theater in middle school. And I kept resisting him. And I was like, I'll change. I'll do, I'll do theater in high school if, if it makes you leave me alone. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So I replaced my study hall with acting one which means I'll have to do a little bit more homework, but that I really don't like, it's not. Are you going to be homework. teaching that class? I feel like you have <laughs> surpassed acting one already. That's the only class it lets you take. Oh so. yeah. 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 You would be surprised at how intense the curriculum is. The, what is this bullshit? Sorry. Excuse my language. Um, Mom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you can't say that. The uh you can't say that. Jesus. You can't say that, mom. Um the now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're welcome. If 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 you start as a freshman first semester taking acting 1, you go through the entire theater, you know, coursework when you're a second semester senior, 
you direct your own show. Awesome. So it's a, it's like college curriculum in some ways. I was very, I, that was another thing that made me really proud is that um, Isha was really pushing themselves and not playing it safe. You can always back out and, you know, sort of take it down a notch or whatever. Um, But, you know, it's always try. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm so happy that you came on this podcast. I know, I know that this could have been a very anxiety producing thing for you. So I really appreciate it. I'm happy that I'm on here too. I, I was so excited. Like Kosha Mashi, she would text me and she was like, Hey, you want to be on our podcast? And I was like, yes, yes. Immediately. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. That is, that's really intense. Yeah. Every time you would talk about like, oh yeah, so Kosha's doing this like birthday surprise thing. And I don't know the guests. You talk about that at the dinner table and I'd have my evil little smile in the background. And like, I love it. The mystery guests. So I swear, Isha, I swear. <laughs> you and your Mashi are like. Two peas. Co-conspirators. Yeah, you totally are. I know we are. We're really good at it too. Is there any story that you want to share about me or Koshamashi that you either remember very fondly or think is really funny? There are so many that I could I could say. Yeah. How about how about you how about you tell them? Because I, I don't start. Remember. Yeah, you can start. There was, <laughs> this is really more about your mom, but um, your mom gets her flu shot every year, like the first moment it's available. Oh yeah. First moment it's available. Oh yeah. I know why. She said, Oh my, this was several years ago. We were at Namina and Nanaji's house, their old house. And, um, your mom was like, Oh, I just got my flu shot. My arm's a little sore, but she went into, you know, why she's like, I get it every day or every year. First moment I can, because several years ago I waited and I got it too late and I got the flu and it was so bad. And Isha had their, um, their like, like school orientation. And I was so sick. And then Isha said, oh yeah, I remember that dad had to take me that year. <laughs> and your mom goes, what, what are you talking about? I, your dad never took you to any of that stuff. I took you and I was so sick and I had to take you when I- like, And I had like, Lex with me too. And I had Lex with me and I had to take you to school orientation when I was so sick. And you stared her in the face for a good 15 seconds and you go, oh yeah, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> and I laugh about that every time because you so clearly remembered a- fabricated memory that didn't happen and then when your mom said this is exactly what happened you just stared at her and nonchalantly were like yeah I don't remember that (laughs) yeah I I was teasing before but it's true that Isha and I have a we're very very close and we have always been very very close and I will also say part of that has been cultivated by your mom Isha would you agree yeah Definitely, definitely. There was a, uh, about how close, co- close me and Koshimashi are. Uh, there was a, uh, 
book report I had to do in like second, first grade. I don't remember. And I I was panicking about it. Like I was having this episode and I was like, I'm never gonna get it done. So my mom like calls Koshimashi and she's like, fix this. <laughs> and so I like talked to her on the phone and I remember it really helped. Like she really helped. So I think I think you and I are very similar with our introversion and our anxiety and um, what I appreciate and I do this same thing with bats right like that what I think being a really good mom means is also knowing when there is someone else who can help your child more than you can right and I, I mean it it wasn't really something we we didn't have mashis and a lot of mashis or foys, aunts, uncles that, you know, that we could call and just be like, I'm struggling with, with X, Y, Z. And so, yeah, I mean, but we would bake together when you were a kid and I was the, uh, vacuum cleaner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're my taster yes. and frost froster and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's a lot. And it's interesting because you and I are really, really similar. And Batsy and your mom are really, really similar. Yeah, I see uh, often, uh, am I allowed to use her real name? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Anushka and my mom will have these conversations and I can see like me and you in that I can see us in that, in the conversations that my mom has with Anushka. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of Anushka, like I know we're not related, but Anu is basically my little sister. What do you mean you're not related? You are related. You're cousins. Related as close as like me and Lex are, where we. Oh yeah, you're not moms. siblings. We're yeah. from the same mom and dad, and we have the same gene. Yeah, right. We're not as closely related, but I definitely see Anushka as my little sister. Like, well, that's awesome. not really as it. I know she's not, but like. I don't see her as a cousin, more as a little sister. Yeah. And so much of that has to do with you taking her under your wing when she, you know, and she like, she's seven right now, but like when you guys moved here, she was, you're seven years older than her. So there was a lot, you know, it would have been really easy to be like, I'm seven years older than you. There is nothing that we have in common please get out of my room. Right. And instead you were like, well, all I'm doing is drawing, but you can hang out in here. And, and then you have both cultivated this relationship now where she absolutely considers you her older sister. I don't remember where we were. We were at Try you Mama's house, his new house, Try you Mama's new house. And like, we're all standing around his counter. And I like, Oh my God. I love this story so much. I know what you're talking about. And I, like, <laughs> I text my mom and I, I text her like the word mom. And then she goes, what, Isha? And then we just, I just start laughing. <laughs> that was really funny. I had, that was very funny. That, okay, I remember that because I was standing next to your mom and she's looking at her phone <laughs> and she sees your text that just says mom, no exclamation, <laughs> no question mark. It was just in regular font. You know, and it just said, mom, and oh. she read it. And then she looked at me, and she goes, what, Isha? And you put your phone down <laughs> and just started laughing. I remember that. 
and I don't know why it was so funny, but it was so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. The comedic timing of that was genius. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> it was genius. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the second to last question we ask everyone on our podcast um, is what advice would you have for someone who is either in your position now or, you know, thinking back to when you were in fourth grade and fifth grade and you were coming into your identity um, and then, you know, figuring out how to talk about it to your parents, your family, your friends, what advice do you have for a person, you know, who's like five years younger than you and is starting that journey now or someone in your position now who's moving forward? Um, I'll go with the first example, considering I don't really know what's going on in my life anyways. Fair. So, uh, I guess advice that I'd give to somebody who's like, who was in my position five years ago, who like on the fence, scared, like kind of still figuring this stuff out is like, go with your heart. Cause go with your heart in your identity because your brain will always try and second guess everything. If, if you have a gut feeling like, hey, uh, let's just go with like a random example. Hey, I might be a trans girl. Like I might be a trans girl. Don't go with your brain on that decision. Go with your heart because your brain is 100% gonna go, but what if you're not? What if it's just a phase? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, basically just what if, but your heart will say, oh yes, this is, this is who I am. This is what I want. So go with your heart in that if you feel like it's appropriate to take the plunge, to go and like tell your parents to just take that risk, go and do it. Because even if it turns out bad, like you'll be grateful to have gotten that off your chest. And maybe it'll turn out good and surprise me or you, sorry, surprise you like I did, like I got when I came out to my parents because that was a wonderful feeling. I remember it, so wonderful, so. Well, that is good advice for us all. And coming from a 14 year old, I think, you know, our culture doesn't listen to kids. They don't young listen people, yeah. to young people. They don't listen to people like, what do you know? You know, all of this stuff. And you know, something your mom and I have always said is like, if it's a phase, well, you still have to go through it. You still have to go through it. If you can't be open about it, then you just have to go through it miserable. Right. So I, I love that. I love that it's coming from you. I love that you were wonderfully surprised with, you know, your coming out story with your parents and, Mm -hmm. um, and your Koshimashi, especially being so supportive and amazing. Yeah. (laughs) She she will get your pronouns, right? One of these fucking days she will. Eventually. Eventually. I'm going to tattoo it like on my forehead. Just be like, nope. That's okay, not very no. helpful. You won't be able to see your forehead. Yeah. Can, if you can look at your own forehead, it would help. But I should probably get it tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. We have to wait a couple years for that. You can't get a tattoo in your, until you're 17. Oh, no. 
we can not stamp yet it. Stamp, stamp it yeah well i'm just saying like you shouldn't have to be the one to look like an idiot with a stamp on your forehead i should have to do something because i'm so bad at it but i'm getting better i am getting better i'll get one of those like water kids tattoos <laughs> peel off I'll, I'll just put that on my forehead that's a good idea okay that's a better idea all right so do you know what my solution would be what every time someone misgenders you isha we just get an air horn oh my god <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be amazing <laughs> that'd be amazing by the way Kosha, you will 100 percent know that i have like no, in your heart of hearts, I said this to Isha, which is, I can't wait till your graduation because oh when God. you walk across the stage, I'm gonna stand up with an air horn. <laughs> oh my God. And Isha's like, Isha's, Isha's like, please don't do that. Also Isha, you know me in that I will tackle your mother so she does not do that. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be standing on the stage and I'll look out across the vast majority of people. And then in the background, you two are just like fighting. Wrestling. And your mom's going, your mom's going, I need to do this for them. I love them. My mom's like flailing her arms around and like punching you. And then you're like shoving your head down. And she's just wild. So I'll fight. get the air horn away from her. And then she'll just do it with her mouth. Yeah, she'll just she'll be like, ah, oh, I got it. And then she's going to be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh my God. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to stand up there in my cap and gown. My face is red as a tomato. While my mom screams at the poor announcer. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was fantastic advice. And, um, yeah, we have to blast that to the world because I think more people, if more people listen to their heart, the world would be a better place, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. So our last question is this idea of familect and this is awesome because we are family, mm -hmm. but you know, what are some words Isha that, that you think about? when you think about like family act in your own house right like so words phrases that only mean something to you your brother your parents uh you know with me when i come over versus like if your friend was there they'd be like why did you use that word that doesn't make sense um you want me to just go off like on the list yeah say a couple all right so uh the things i can think of off the top of my head are mimmer dip it Monkey, the all of the stupid nicknames I call Lex, all of them. So what did so so tell us what uh, Mimmer, Dipit, and Monkey? What do those mean to you guys? Okay, so Mimmer is just like me to mom. Like I'll call her Mimmer. Uh, I don't know when I started doing that, but it just kind of happened at one point. Uh, Dipit is ketchup or ranch dressing. Only only those two. Only those two. So it's not like so it's not anything you dip. So it's not like barbecue sauce or something. It's only ranch dressing or so how do you know which one is which? Like when you ask for dip it, how does someone know you're asking for ranch dressing versus ketchup? I don't know, it's just intuitive. Oh you just have you just have that knowledge. I okay. <laughs> monkey is two different things. Monkey's either a literal monkey or like a small child. That's how I think about it. 
Yeah, that's that's a good it's a good description, Ish. Yeah. And then I think all of the stupid nicknames I call Lex is self-explanatory. Like what? Give us a couple examples. Leaks, lakes, locks, locks, no locks, Lee nukes. <laughs> Does he answer to those? Yes. That's amazing. Like that's how I'll call him for dinner. I like Lee nukes. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome i know um the other one that your mom t- has told on this podcast before is um do you like memes oh uh, do you like memes i love you too <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i love it so much well that was like it was just such a because i know that you were so that was after the show that was after the show that we just referenced about. Yeah, it was the song. They were back to back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. And you were so awesome. tired. And you were snuggling in bed, right? Well, yeah. Isha was laying in bed and I kind of came down, sat down, was like rubbing her arm yeah. or rubbing her back or something. And I was like gushing about what a great job they did. And I was so proud of them and blah, blah, blah. And then clearly Isha was not listening to anything I said <laughs> because I said, I love you. And Isha responded, do you like memes? Do you like memes? And I was like, I just said, I love you. (laughs) And we laughed about it, which I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about my relationship with Isha is that something like that doesn't, it's funny. It becomes, becomes, it becomes part of the family. Like you were saying, like, it becomes a story that you can look back on and it means something to you. And it has a, has a, you know, sort of a sentimental mm-hmm. meaning right. as opposed to like, why aren't you listening to me? Like you could go one way or the yeah. other. I said, I said all this wonderful stuff about you and you don't care. Right. You like memes. The other, the other thing is like, if Isha says to me, I love you, then my response is yes. I like memes. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, I am so freaking happy that you agreed to do this, Louis. Okay, that's Famalax. I've been calling you Louis since you were. Uh, Yeah. Oh, nibbling. I know nibbling's a wide term, but I haven't heard anybody else use the word nibbling. So I so I don't think it's a real word. I think it's like an. It is a real word. word. It's a real word, but it's, um, it's not used not, very much. It's not used very much. So yeah, so it's a, the it is it means like niece or nephew, right? My niece or nephew. And when you came out as non-binary, I wanted to not always say, you know, my sister's child because sometimes I'm not talking about my sister. I'm talking about you. And I didn't want to continue to reference you as my sister's child. And uh-huh. I didn't want. I didn't you want to use niece because that's a very binary term. And so I started saying nibbling and I, that one I do say all the time. I, I can't remember the last time I actually called you my niece. So. Hmm. I thought you were just saying nibbling because you didn't want to be extremely verbose. Oh no. I when I talk about Lex, I say nephew. Hmm. But when I talk about you, you're my nibbling. That's nice. Um, so we love you. I love you. I know your mom loves you, blah, blah. But, um, she was very surprised. I was very surprised. Evidently. Evidently. Yeah. Well, I just, 
I never would have thought that you would want to do this because I know that you're pretty private about your life. Um, you don't, you're not the kind of person who wants to, like you referenced earlier, like you said, you don't want to go and shout it, you know, to the mountains. You want, you really like to keep yourself, you know, your, your history teacher doesn't even know. Yeah. Like Mr. Eichstead does not know. And that's just, <laughs> I can't believe myself. But there's somebody in like Montana who's listening to this, who knows that you're, <laughs> you're yeah. non-binary. Now, uh, I mean, Mr. Eichstead might know now if he listens yeah, that's true. to I Am Speaking. I, I've, I've got to ask him on Monday. Like, hey, Mr. Eichstead, do you listen to I Am Speaking? He's going to be like, what? He's not even going to know what's, <laughs> what's going on. So. Oh my gosh. No, Isha, thank you so much for doing this. It particularly means a lot to me because it's like related to my birthday. And I can't think of a better gift that you could give me than this. I mean, thank you guys for having me on. It's an honor. We would love to have you back for some more good stories and uh, more advice. Because I think that, uh, I don't know, I think that the kids will save us, you know? As a side note, not related to anything, Koshi, you can tell the other stuff. Is pepperoni pizza going to be okay for your sleepover with your friend? I am, I am not editing that out. I'm totally using it. <laughs> of course. Oh, well, we love you. We love you so much. And thanks for coming on. And uh, happy birthday, Shailoji. Happy birthday, mom. Love you both. Bye. Bye.